0: hamburger-eating-us-clown, Ronald McDonald! Now, where is that clown? Oh, Ronald! 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 Hey, Ronald! Here I am, kid. Hey, isn't watching TV fun? Especially when you got delicious McDonald's hamburgers. Ronald, you can't be on TV and watch it at the same time. Now, come on and meet the boys and girls. Oh, we've already met. I know we're going to be friends, too, because I like to do everything boys and girls like to do. Especially when it comes to eating those delicious McDonald's hamburgers. A magic tray here keeps me well supplied. McDonald's hamburgers, french fries, and milkshakes. Watch for me on TV. We'll have lots of fun. He's Ronald McDonald's, the hamburger happy clown. A McDonald's drive-in restaurant is his favorite place in town. Welcome back, everybody. This is part two of our fake food series here on Faked. I wanted you guys to listen to that because that was a joyous time back then. That was 1963, the time of the first McDonald's commercial. That was a time before we were all lied to because the new commercials, there's a lot of fake food in those. I know you're not eating those, but it is fakery. Fakery. Okay, there's fakery in those, and it's something that I think everybody knows about. Um, I think they've seen a McDonald's commercial now, went into a McDonald's, and had given some atrocity of a burger uh, that's just so flat and nothing like the commercial at all. So that's what we're going to explore today is the world of fake food and how photographers slash cinematographers do it for both movies TV shows and commercials to sell more products in which they do. And it totally works. So let's just jump in, you know, right away. Let's talk about glue. Okay. Probably never thought you would find this in your food, um, but it is so, uh, helpful, I guess, uh, across the board. I, I didn't know it, it, you know, it, it got attached to so many different objects To make things look delicious, because I doubt you've ever looked at glue and been like... Well, I mean, outside of being a child, I guess. But, never been like, gosh, I'm going to have to get me some of that. That looks delicious. Never. You know, never as an irrational adult. So, real milk tends to make breakfast cereal soggy and rather unappetizing in pretty short order. So, uh, you know what else? What doesn't do that is white glue, which is crazy. So, yogurt or shampoo have also known been known to do that trick as well. And it, it, they also put it in pizza. So they'll put glue in between pizza slices, lift up that cheesy goodness or gluey goodness. And there you go. You've got that, uh, cheese attachment, that cheese treat cheese stringiness that we all know so well. So next up is sponges, cotton balls, and even tampons there. Um, Doesn't really, you know, add to the case of deliciousness there, knowing that there's tampons, uh, I guess, or cotton balls or sponges for that matter, okay? It's important for hot foods to look hot. Uh, This was an unexpected one. I think uh, when I heard sponges, cotton balls, and tampons, I wasn't expecting it to be this. So uh, the way to make hot foods look hot, uh, to show steam billowing off, um, instead of stopping every few shots to nuke the staged foods, Um, photographers will often just soak one of those aforementioned items in water, microwave it, and skillfully hide it in the shot. So it's an actual physical property when you do see some of that steam coming off of things. It's not gas, uh, you know, coming out of these piping hot items. It is a sponge, a cotton ball, or a tampon. Which is insane to me. But, uh, Again, this is going through all the things that we've all been lied to over. Now, there are some really good reference videos to these. So uh, I would just look up how commercials uh, make their food look so good. Just something along that lines. And that, you know, <laughs> that may make you a little even uh, more mad about being fooled in such a matter because these are things that you're consuming. And that you've known oh so well for years. Just to know that... Um, It's just a shadow of its reality. So next up is a blowtorch, a branding iron, and some shoe polish. So most of the time meat products aren't actually cooked because cooking can cause them to shrink and dry out, thusly looking less desirable. So items like steak and hamburgers are carefully seared with a blowtorch. Afterwards, grill marks are added with a branding iron. And as a finishing touch, some shoe polish or varnish may be applied to provide a nice succulent color. So the idea behind this is we don't want to shrink the meat. And I think we've all been there. So we what they do is they artificially they basically send it through like a tanning. You know, you're about to go on your trip down to Florida. You need to tan this guy up. That's what they're doing. They are putting some um, shoe polish or varnish on it. I can only imagine how bad that burger smells uh, to those photographers. So they're not doing themselves any favor. I mean, it is it is uncooked meat, uh, seared with a blowtorch on the outside. And then grill marks are added with a branding iron. And then some of that delicious shoe polish and varnish gets just slapped right on top of there. Mmm-wee. That's good stuff. So... Next up, uh, we're going to look at cardboard and toothpicks. This seems to be, I think, uh, I wasn't surprised when I read this, I guess. Uh, When you're looking at like a cake commercial and just things that look way too perfect, after having seen a single cake in your life, you know that cakes never look this good or just are cut this well. So even if you could get past the taste of the leather shoe polish described in the, uh, hamburger. Okay. Uh, that would, you know, obviously be unpleasant to deal with. And as they're typically loaded with sheets of cardboard in between patties. So if you've got like multiple patties on top of each other, they're going to, they're going to chuck a cardboard piece in between that and then support it with toothpicks, uh, or pins, that have been strategically placed to keep lettuce, onion, and the rest of the package in their specifically staged place. Uh, They do the same thing, which is what I was really getting on. I had forgotten that um, hamburgers also played with the cardboard and toothpicks. So honestly, if we're rating any of these as worst, it's going to be hamburgers. Uh, They've got, I think, the most artificial just presence in any uh, commercial. It's insane. Uh, how much is done to these to make them look delicious okay so um cakes that's kind of what I was getting at was cakes when sliced out perfectly they just instead of putting icing in between because you've seen icing in between layers it does not look even and it does not look good so they put cardboard in between there shaped as the cake and then slightly apply a small amount on the outside just to seem as if it's you know, going through it thoroughly. So that's an obvious one. I think most people aren't fooled by that, but you know, it's good to see that when you are uh, baking a cake out of like a box, maybe there's a commercial with a, or even the box itself may have a picture of the cake on it, probably fake. And um, don't be dismayed when you do make it and it doesn't look like that, okay? Because yours is edible, that one on the front of it is not. So at least uh, that's something you can say because I'm a terrible baker myself. But I guess I could say I can make an edible cake on like the actual cake box or cake commercial itself. I digress, but let's continue. So motor oil and some fabric protector. Those things you didn't think would be in our food, at least not in America. But I um, guess they are. And we look at them and we say, oh boy, that looks delicious. (laughs) Um, So you've seen the commercials. A nice big stack of flapjacks can just be a thing of beauty. You see that IHOP commercial and you are, you're rushing to get those pancakes. Um, The only problem is those breakfast staples are quite porous. So the syrup just seeps right in you've made pancakes at home you've had some you've taken you've partaken in the delicious um circles that are made of flour and egg and butter and stuff you know the problem with that yet we see the commercials where the syrup floats on top of it so photographers uh yeah photographers solve that issue by coating them with a healthy layer of aerosol fabric protector So it doesn't eat up any of that. And because maple syrup doesn't always look great on camera, they might turn to motor oil as a stand-in. So again, those combinations of smells I think is going to be a big issue. Um, You know, we're looking at it thinking this is delicious, but just imagine the photographers on their end saying, boy, oh boy, this fabric protector slash motor oil combo really is wrenching my guts here. And I know I can't even fill my mouth with these pancakes because they are no bueno anymore. So that's, I I think that's a pretty crazy one too. I mean, how much more unedible can you get or inedible than a motor oil covered pancake? And I'm sure they do this with other things too. This one's just the, the very common one. Okay. It's extremely common. You know, people like to get that money shot when it comes to pancakes Uh, The slow drip and all the goodness on there. So next up, we're looking at hairspray and spray on deodorant. Oh boy, this is going to be a goodie. So that ripe, delicious bunch of grapes you see in that ad have that matte look to them because they're coated in a healthy amount of one of these grocery store spray can staples. Oh boy. So a lot of the fruit you see are covered in hairspray slash spray on deodorant and this one actually may smell better than the original uh, item itself you know if you get some of that good on good spray on deodorant smelling pretty good Hairspray smelling pretty good um for some reason when i'm picturing this i'm like picturing them hair spraying a pineapple like the top of it you know because it kind of looks like hair i don't know that came in my mind and that was kind of weird but um yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's an interesting one, but it doesn't seem as bad uh, smell-wise as some of the ones aforementioned. So next up, we're talking about glycerin, okay? If a product is cold or icy, you can bet the version in the TV commercial is covered in glycerin. The substance is used as a sort of catch-all on food shoots to provide a gloss and sheen or give the appearance of moisture on everything from a beer bottle to the leaves of a salad this one's very big um i was reading the uh, in chinese noodles commercial like noodle commercials i guess it, it makes it look really moisturous, m- very moist I, I, sh- I could say but um yeah like a beer bottle like the outside of a beer bottle can look moist um because the condensation can be uneven and leaves of a salad that just spritz with glycerin and just look so good um It looks like condensation, and it's uh, honestly a really clever thing on their end because glycerin stays still, while everything else is very sporadic. You can't do a lot of continuous shots. Uh, So this one actually makes a lot of sense. And I I believe vegetable glycerin is actually edible, so you could uh, do stuff with this. It's not going to be the most tastiest. Um, Glycerin can be found in many things. It can be found in your... uh, Cologne, it can be found in starches, it could be fine found in um food, uh, like desserts and things like that, icing I've seen. So it is something you can eat. Uh just I would look this up beforehand. Don't trust my because there are multiple different types of glycerin. Um there's nitroglycerin, which is explosive, so uh, you know, that's gonna be my little anecdote there. Uh Make sure that you are checking what glycerin you're consuming. Vegetable glycerin is totally fine. That is something you can totally go hog wild on in moderation. (laughs) That's also an anecdote. So kind of an interesting one, but uh, that one makes sense. That one uh, definitely, I think there's a lot of science behind that one. So next up, we're going to talk about paper towels. Okay. This one definitely came, I would say, by surprise uh, for me, I would say, uh, This is not something I thought they would use. Paper towel seems like something that would be in the background of a food item or a food um, presentation, you know, as a cleanup maybe or just to accompany the plate. But if you've ever drizzled a bowl of ice cream with chocolate syrup only to watch all the delicious toppings slide and fall off the ice cream, you'll understand this trick. Photographers cut out little amorphous pieces of paper towel, lay them over the top of the ice cream, then cover the paper towel with the syrup. Apparently it is a bang up job holding the syrup in place. So this is a, you know, kind of beaten gravity to its punch, kind of a cool way to do it. Uh, I mean, you got to give them props for coming up with some of this stuff. Uh, I mean, how would you think about this one? You're like, man, this this syrup's dripping too fast at a rate we cannot compete with. What what should we do about this? You know, Tony comes in with his uh, paper towel obsession. You know, he's always holding paper towels. Suddenly you turn and you say, Tony, give me one of those. I've got an idea. And then you throw it on top of the ice cream and then you cover it with the syrup. And voila, you've invented basically one of the staples for every ice cream commercial out there. Crazy, man. All because of Tony has an obsession with some, you know, we don't talk about it. We won't talk about it. Okay. Tony, sorry for that one. So we're going to jump into the next one. And that's the food that makes other food look good. Okay. The MVP of the food staging world is actually the mashed potato. And we're not talking about just mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay. Whip spuds, are used for all sorts of aesthetic purposes. They're loaded into syringes and then injected straight into meat to plump up specific parts of a turkey or roast, okay? Freaking mainlining uh, mashed potatoes into turkeys. That's insane, okay? That's something you'd read on a newspaper, okay? Somebody mainline, somebody juiced up a turkey, you know, with some mashed potatoes. Sounds like a street drug really does. So they're dyed different colors and used to play the role of ice cream. So back at it again, okay? Tony, what are you doing now? Um, They're dyed, okay? So a lot of the ice cream that you see scooped over is dyed ice cream. That's insane. And then they're baked into pies too to provide a sturdy interior that won't fall to pieces when when a slice is taken out. So that is mashed potato pie, which sounds delicious. (laughs) That actually does sound good. But, um... Yeah, expect... I, I would say if you see ice cream, you want ice cream. You're not going to want... Okay, this is, you know, dyed mashed potatoes, whatever. No, that's never going to cut it. It's never going to cut it. Nobody goes for sweet. And then if they're not expecting savory and get savory, you're throwing that stuff at somebody. Okay? Absolutely. So that one's kind of interesting. Uh, but it is food. So, you know, it's at least it's food taking the place of food. It's not motor oil. So... Next up, we're going to look at anti-acid and soap bubbles. Soda doesn't look so crisp and refreshing without an overabundance of bubbles. A little anti-acid tablet typically gets that stuff churning and bubbling. Dish soap can be used to create larger surface bubbles. So you're sitting in a the theater, okay? You've got uh, nothing in your hands. Let's say that. You're sitting in the, you're sitting in there and then the, the front or I guess like the pre predecessor of the trailers comes on and you see that Coke just condensating, which we know is glycerin. Okay. Not real condensation, but the, the bubbles, the bubbles, the sound is all over it. I mean, you can hear the, the bubbles there. I'm going to put it in right now. Okay. You heard those bubbles. I know half of you just got up and grabbed a Coke. Okay. They know that those anti-acids are going to create that bubble that just continues. It's like the fountain of soda. I was going to make a joke on the fountain of youth, but like the fountain of soda fountain, a soda fountain is real. So I don't know. That was a bad joke. So that one was, you know, it makes sense because you're just like, you're just encouraging bubbles and more bubbles. Uh, the, dish soap's kind of nasty because it, it creates just those larger bubbles. But I feel like the issue with the dish soap is, uh, you're going to have to work with lighting because you've seen dish soap and bubbles. It, it's like rainbow-ish. Okay. That's very different than the bubbles created on the head of a beer or, uh, the top of your freshly opened soda or freshly poured soda. So that one, you're going to, it's going to be a little tricky. So next up and. This is probably been going to be the last one I look at, is tweezers. How specific do the details of food photography get? It's not uncommon for a hamburger bun to be methodically covered with sesame seeds by a person with tweezers, glue, and an incredible amount of patience. Tweezers are also useful in assembling Asian and Italian noodle-based dishes with the placement, shape, and curvature of each noodle being dissected, assessed, and set carefully in place, just like we all do at home. Correct? Correct. Yeah, this one's crazy. How do you hire somebody to do that? Um, we can only imagine what that, um, you know, advertisement looks like. Like, Do you have this crazy, incessant desire to place very tiny, immaculate items on your favorite bun? Have we got a job for you? I mean, that's crazy. With glue, uh, to perfectly be spaced out. That's insane. That's crazy stuff. So... Guys, remember, we are on Facebook. Um, We're on Faked Podcast. So that's F-A-K-D Podcast on Facebook. Would love to hear from you. Haven't done a lot with it. um, But once I start to get a little engagement, once I start to get some some likes and some followers, I'll start to put some stuff out there. I just want to make sure that there are people there for me to put forth the effort. So remember, guys, with Faked Items... There are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.